Hello, welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. It has become paramount that Paramount has changed the release dates of some of their upcoming films. The Matrix 4 gets a title, Cobra Kai keeps fighting, and Netflix has saved a beloved network TV show. But before all that, trailer talk. Red Notice is a movie. Have we mentioned at all? I think maybe we have. Yeah, I think when we we got there, was that image released of Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, Gal Gadot, Ah, just standing. There was that picture. But I think before then, though, it was a little bit of, why had we never talked about this before? (laughs) Like with, with this cast, with this lineup. Now you've said that, though, that image, I think, was enough for a talking point, at least a news mm. story. So there we go. We've talked about the picture before. Now we've got an actual trailer. And in the trailer, Dwayne Johnson is hunting down Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, who played the world's top criminals in the action-packed trailer for Netflix's Red Notice. And this has got to be one of the biggest, flashiest Netflix movies to date. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what was the first thing I said about this was the three stars that that are in it. Um, I mean, Gal Gadot has, has obviously come a long way <laughs> with her with herself, but I mean, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock uh, at the forefront, like the two of them, probably the most, the two, literally the two most bankable movie stars in Hollywood right now, headlining this movie. Throwing Gal Gadot for good measure. Um, I mean, all the things you talked about when we, we just had that image, and now we've got moving pictures here. But I've got to say, it kind of just, to me, it just has the vibe of like the Fast and Furious movies. Shobbs and Hall. No, wait. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I mean, uh, I said that wrong. Yes. I was thinking Fast and Furious. You've got that connection. Gal Gadot in, I think she joined number four. And then the Hobbs and Shaw movie, you got a a sample of Johnson and Reynolds together. But now we're getting a whole movie. I agree. It's, it doesn't look as big and as ridiculous. And I say that with all due respect, you know, I love the fast franchise. It doesn't look as silly as those films, but you know, it's an action comedy. Yeah. It's got that. It's just got that, that gloss over it. And, and much like, you know, like Hobbs and Shaw. If at the end of this trailer, you know, like someone referred to The Rock's character as Hobbs, he is Hobbs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been shocked. I would have been like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> this almost could have been like, it could be like a secret spin off. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that's, I, that's just the vibes I got. I was just like, wow, this is a new, yeah, it just seems like a new Fast and Furious movie. Just, but again, you know, like you said, it's not it's not as ridiculous and crazy, but it's still glossy and shiny, and there's cars and stuff, and there's you know that spyness to it, action comedies thrown in there. It looks fun. You're gonna watch this, aren't you? You're gonna make me watch it. That's, yeah, that's... we're gonna <laughs> review it. I mean, this movie comes out on Netflix November twelfth. You know, we should probably say as well, this film is from the director of Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Okay. I mean, what do I do with that? What do I do with that information? What do you I want just, me to do? I just, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. 
<laughs> is God from other credentials? In between, okay, <laughs> if you're curious, well, if you want to know what well, you do, you've asked. He directed Dwayne Johnson in Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. He directed the movie Skyscraper with Dwayne Johnson. Right, he yep. directed the movie We Are the Millers with Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston. But not with Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Don't push me for more because like, do you that's love... all that's coming to mind. <laughs> all pretty enjoyable movies, I've got to say. I mean, not, you know, not the greatest, but like the Miller, like, oh, Dodgeball was funny. We are the Miller. Dodgeball Millers was funny. was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Central Intelligence, I rewatched it again recently. It's good. So you know what? On the back of it's on, the stars, it's on brand. the director, yeah. I think they've got something here. And Netflix clearly thinks so too because they've spent a lot of money on this movie. But that's what Netflix does. That's what they do. They spend money and, uh, you know. But you don't always see it. The yeah. money's on screen here. It looks like a big, polished action comedy. What I'm, what I'm hoping for is that we're going to watch this and then we're going to be like, why the hell was that not on the big screen? Netflix, you sons of bitches. That's, that's, how, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Which is a weird thing to hope for, but you, you know what I mean. Because it would have meant we get a good movie out of this and it de- probably would have deserved more. But, you know, let Netflix surprise me because holy shit, I am getting to the end of my road with, uh, with Netflix <laughs> oh, movies. <laughs> do you know what? I, I've slowed right down with Netflix just, films. Yeah, just stop checking things. If, if it doesn't look good, I'm not taking the gamble of my time. That's just how it is. One of the recent movies on there, he's all that. Not going to bother. Yeah, the wife asked me, I think it was as early as last night, do you want to watch he's all that? No, I'm I'm good, thanks. I'm all right. I'm fine. (laughs) I've seen she's all that. That's enough. And I don't even want to watch that. I definitely (laughs) don't want to see he's all that. In terms of 90s, you know, like teen romance movies, comedies, She's all that. Not bad. Not you bad. say that, and I used to think that. We talked about it on our Valentine's special. Oh, I got yeah. about 20 minutes, turned it off. Couldn't do it. I feel like I've got more stomach than you. I could get through it. Anyway, what's, what's next? <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, we want to talk about two trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Moonfall, which honestly sounds made up, but it's a real film. <laughs> Directed by Roland Emmerich. You know the guy. Sounds like the next. Yeah, of course. Like, yes. Blowing stuff up, whether it's the White House, places. The, the other guy, <laughs> the, uh, not Michael Bay, the other guy, the other guy. Yeah, the big disaster movie guy. That's it. This time, I mean, it sounds like the next Bond movie. <laughs> it does sound like a Bond tile. Or am I just thinking Moon? Am I just combining Moonraker and Skyfall? That's okay. That's that's one hundred percent what I'm doing. That is literally what you've done. That is what I've done. In Moonfall, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. You know what? I oh, mean, yeah. we we did a whole special episode about our love for disaster movies so at least i know you're on board when it comes to to something like this yeah like this even though this this trailer didn't tell me anything except what's outlined in the synopsis there i'm on board it looks like shit's gonna go down lots of big special effects stuff getting ripped apart and you know 
torn to pieces. It's windy. It's wet. It's fiery. I don't know. Everything's going on. There's the cool overlay of the, you know, John F. Kennedy doing his famous, you know, speech about going to the moon and, you know, that kind of got me. I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a clever twist. The moon's coming to us. It's all fun. It's all fun. As you've said, we did a disaster special. We both like disaster movies. The concept for this movie, terrifying. The trailer <laughs> didn't really do it for me. Maybe if they didn't use that distortion effect, which really did made in by the end of the trailer. But I get it. I get what they're going for. Decent cast, Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, and I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. Mm. Well, I don't know. But again, the, the setup, terrifying. Yeah. The I, can, I kind of falling to the I, can, I agree with everything you just said. And you know what? I think if we if you remove those actors, those names from this trailer and then you just show this to me. I mean, okay, I I admit I'm getting I'm getting so probably carried away with like, okay, cool, cool. I knew big disaster movie. Let's, you know, let's, let's go. If I just saw this trailer without those people attached, I would probably think, okay, this is probably somewhat some big grade, you know, director home video, sort of just like cheap disaster movie, even though the effects look, you know, pretty decent from what we saw. But I think you throw in those names and it kind of gives this movie a bit of, a little bit of credibility. Oh, just the a little bit. The names yeah. definitely, but I'm used to like seeing Fox ahead of a Roland Emmerich movie. I know he did Godzilla for Sony, but you often get Fox, whether it's Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. There's more yeah. examples. This movie opens with Lionsgate. Okay, so let's uh, let's see. So it's almost as if he's playing with a smaller budget. I don't mean to diss Lionsgate there. But just shit on Lionsgate, man. Just, just shit on them. But do you know that <laughs> there is, there's a difference between which studio is opening? But anyway, it looks, yeah. it looks interesting. But it's got the cheese factor, which a lot of his movies do. Like, did you catch the tagline for the film? This year, the moon will come to us. There you go. That's... Yeah, how can you just... <laughs> I just eat that I, all up, man. I eat it all up and... I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it will be fine. Maybe it's one that I'll rent. I don't think I'll be rushing out to watch you get the movies. Odds are it probably will just be delivered to us anyway in terms of straight to our streaming services somewhere. And that's trailer talk. Maybe we should have done <laughs> Red Notice last <laughs> instead of ending on a little bit of a downer excited about it i don't know that's not a downer to me i'm 50 of the podcast is excited but that's okay a good good track good track <laughs> okay now on to movie news so paramount have shifted release dates for a number of upcoming movies um top gun maverick has now moved to may 27th 2022 um and mission impossible moves to september 30th, 2022. Um, we've also got Jackass Forever, which has moved to February uh, February 4th, 2022. So everything's see you next year. 
How do we feel? Are we not fussed? Are we, I mean, I understand not, it. I understand it as well. And I'm not too surprised, to be honest. Like you can imagine that with both Top Gun and Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise carries a bit of weight there. In fact, I'm not, in fact we don't need to imagine we know. And <laughs> he's going to move them. Is going to yeah. want people to have the full cinema experience. So it makes sense that those movies have been moved. I'm a bit disappointed, but, you know, what can you do? We understand. Jackass I forever. Yeah, I, That's, yeah. I mean, I get it. Paramount have gone, right, if we're moving Tom's movies, we might as well move the Joe Knoxville movie as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know, I got to admit, I mean, Jackass aside, okay, cool. And, I mean, I don't know when... I don't know when that was scheduled, obviously sometime this year, but um, I'd, I'd, obviously it would have been <laughs> well, like November, December, maybe as early as next month. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I did see the trailer for the new Jackass film. I think it was before I watched Candyman. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I'd not thought about Jackass in such a long time. I remember watching Jackass 3D at the cinema. That was the last one. And just gave it no thoughts. So hearing the Vader Fourth movie, I had no interest whatsoever. And I just watched the trailer, laughed a lot. It's it was silly, pretty funny. But it does look, funny. it looks fun. So, you know, yeah. so that's disappointing too. All three of Paramount's movies, it's disappointing that they've delayed them. I've got to admit though, like the, um, like with Top Gun Mission Impossible, in my mind, I'm like, these. I, I know these movies are coming, but I'm not in any way sort of counting down to them. Like, you know, like I love the Mission Impossible movies and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll be there. But like, if you would ask me when were these movies coming, they're not even on my radar at the moment. Um, That's fair. Like, yeah. You know, like I, I couldn't put money on it. Was it, were they coming out this year or was it early next year? And I'm like, I yeah. have no idea. I no last idea. Year. That, that's, that's just where. <laughs> yeah. They were coming out last year, this year, now next year. We'll get it's to see happening. them eventually. But you would know yeah, like, what you're saying. I, if you didn't tell me they were delayed and I was like, oh, when are they coming out? And I was like, oh, 2022. Oh, you know, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Like, yeah. So I'm excited for these movies, but I'm, yeah, I'm just not phased. So all good, all good. Patience, I guess um, I'm lucky. Um, but also just on that as well, I'm talking, you know, these new release dates. We've got Ghostbusters Afterlife. This has been delayed one week and will now release on November 19th. Yes, we talked about this (laughs) off-air earlier, and this is the US date. We might have to wait a little bit longer here in Australia, either December or January 1st next year. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, we're seeing some local cinema chains, and, you know, like these are like national branded ones as well. Um, You know, saying what, like New Year's Day, 1st of January potentially, um, for which... Is a bit concerning, and there's a, a couple other articles that are floating around, but they're sort of referencing what these cinemas are are posting as their coming soon dates. So who knows? Maybe maybe we're um reporting misinformation here, but let's see what happens. Hopefully, we I couldn't see us waiting a month and a half for it. No, I mean look at Spider-Man, No Way Home. Until recently, it was like advertisers being released in Australia on Boxing Day, mm. and then weeks earlier, the rest of the world. Like Australia was going to be the last country to get to see that movie, 
And now we've gone from Boxing Day to the 16th of December. That's I'm hoping. I'm hoping something similar happens with Ghostbusters. Because if it was just waiting for the movie, I couldn't wait for it. What the concern is, is that there's clearly going to be some big reveals in the movie. And it's going to be hard to avoid those reveals ahead of seeing the film. That's the concern. Oh, 100%. DC Fandom returns this October. Remember the online event that DC Comics had last year? Yes. I do. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, yes. A new trailer for The Batman is set to debut, plus reveals for Aquaman 2, The Flash movie, Black Adam, and more. So this is going to be film, TV, and comics. And we've got quite a lot of news and footage out of fandom last year. I didn't see all of it. I just cherry-picked what I want to take from it. But yeah, no, it was, it was a fun event. And it's back again this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I'll check out. I mean, I, didn't, I admittedly did not sit around and you know, watch everything or close to that um, when this came around the first time. What I did see, you know, some of it was you know, quite artificial and like, you know, well rehearsed and, you know, produced and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, there's something sort of not quite natural about it. But there were some bits and pieces that were really like quite fun and, you know, made the whole thing sort of worth it. Um, so hopefully they can do a lot more of that this time around. And hey, yeah. if we just get some some juicy bits of news and, you know, a few review, reveals and footage well, the, and stuff like that. And well, they're currently shooting time. the Flash movie. We've already seen behind the scene pics of Michael Keaton back as Bruce Wayne. So they're going to have a lot more to show this time around. It yeah, it's actually fun. funny thinking. It's like since they last did it, it's like how many movies have have they released since? It's all the same. They're probably talking about the same movies, but they've just got more to say now. Well, maybe. last time it, it was a lot of like concept art. We've got concept art for Black Adam. We've got to see the JSA. But now they're going to have actual footage, whether it's the Batman, the Flash movie, Black Adam. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Maybe they'll talk about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Well, they're talking about it now. That's, what, that's what's happening. Uh, we got our first look at Jason. I should never try, and I just should stop with the segues. Um, we got our first look at Jason Momoa in a new stealth suit. Um, from the Aquaman sequel, you know, it looks like, I mean, it looks like what he wears kind of normally, just, you know, darker. There's some differences. Color on it. Somebody online made yes. comparisons to the 90s Batman costume, where he's kind of got the, oh, right, yes. the abs built into the suit and the pecs. Not that Momoa needs it, to be honest. <laughs> But it looks, it looks good. We're also getting the return of the classic costume that we got at the end of the first movie. So this is going to be one of two costumes that he wears in the film. Yeah, more toys. Yes. But it makes sense, though, for him to have a stealth suit instead of just being all gold and green. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, this is obviously for, you know, above, like on land, because I imagine... Underwater, let's be honest, it should really be pretty dark the like the lower you get. 
It should be, but Atlantis <laughs> is colourful. That first movie had an octopus playing the drums. That's the world they're continuing <laughs> to tell the story in. You love bringing out that, 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 little, that little guy up, don't you? It I really do. Yeah, no, I do. I do. Like a friend of mine, oh. I, I messaged him today because he's still not seen Aquaman. And I just pointed out to him that it's less Snyder and more octopus playing the drums. That was, my, <laughs> that was me selling the movie to him. It's, it's a good time. An example of another example of 50% of the podcast enjoying something <laughs> and the other half not. Oh, man. DC's Injustice film announces October 19th, 2021 for the release date. That's pretty cool. This is the new animated movie based on the video game. So we didn't have a release date before, right? No. I just need this, to I just need to this check. This is the news. We last time we spoke about the cast and previously we had some first look images. What I do really enjoy about reporting on these DC animated movies, it's so fast paced. It's like over a period of say six weeks, so three movie shows, we go from first look images, the cast, release date. The waste no time. <laughs> it's good for us. It's good for us. It's consistent content. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We were talking about, you know, like we, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff, you know, production discussions, you know, what reviews do we have for the rest of the year? And, and you know, what? the remainder of, you know, we've got a few reviews just sort of coming up, but you know, the back end of September, October's looking pretty light. You know, there's a few more, you know, delayed movies that we'll talk about in, in just a moment. Um, but it's good to have something, something else to throw in there in October. So I guess we'll, we'll be chatting about this one. Well, that's it. And I always see these as extra. Like, they're just add-ons. Whether it's a DC animated movie, an Adam Sandler Netflix film, they just seem to come out of nowhere. And then we're talking about them on the show. Yeah. I mean, I already mentioned Netflix movies and how I'll be a little bit more cautious, but yeah, I'll always be sucking in if Adam Sandler's in it. So. You know, I don't... Where are those? They're, I was I just going like to say, I know... Where have they been? <laughs> I know they're working on Murder Mystery 2 and the director right. is attached. That can't be the next one, surely. Because at one point, it felt like we're getting three or four a year and we've not had one since Hubby Halloween. Wow. What is it? What's Adam Sandler doing? I'm concerned. He's not you know, even, you know, he's not even Transylv- doing. Transylvania 4. I was just going to say, he's not even yeah. doing that. Yeah, ridiculous. That's like a him. few of the supporting cast, but um, everybody no else is back. But no I'm Sandler. Thinking, I, think, I think Kevin James is out as well. I doubt it. I mean, you might be right, but I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Kevin James fan over here, but I'd be surprised if he's not taking friend, it. Friend dresses back, and that's the important thing, right? That's, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so Sony's Spider-Man universe, which um, actually is a is a pretty good title, um, has completely rebranded. What, what do they have? It was like Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel. Oh, ridiculous. Or some, something, something spunk, something ridiculous. But they've simplified it. They've now officially just going to go with Sony's Spider-Man universe. I mean, I'm pretty, that, that's, that's, that's all that's what we were referring, uh, referring to it as, weren't we? Surely. 
there's, there's the Sony Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. I had Spider-Man into the universe. That's fine. Spidey was there. Had a few of them. But that does but yeah, that does easy. everything that they need to do. They've got Sony in there. They've got Spider-Man in there, and they've got the word universe for scale. So there you go. <laughs> it's, so, it's, and it's so much better than what they had. Yeah. And I feel like they don't need to say Marvel because really they're only dealing with Spider-Man characters. So that, that it works. But yeah, easy done. Speaking of Spider-Man characters though, Venom Let There Be Carnage has been delayed until November 25th. Yeah, so what was that? Two weeks? Three weeks? Three weeks? Two maybe? weeks ago. We were talking about how it was potentially going up against Halloween Kills. Mm. Nope. And that was we a short-lived conversation. <laughs> which one? Which one's going to move? And it was Venom. I don't know, yeah, it's it's disappointing. Like you know, Venom being what it is, not that it's a horror movie, but you know, one of the things we were saying is like it kind of it kind of works. You know, that Halloween season sort of you know a monster flick, and even though it might conflict with with you know, Halloween kills a little bit. I was looking forward to a double feature of Venom, Halloween. Why not? Now it looks like it's uh, might be set to be a, an old Christmas movie. It's weird. It's it's oddly close to the release of Spider-Man: No Way Home, and although an MCU film, it's Sony Pictures. It's it's two of their movies. Two of their movies related to in some way even though adjacent the uh they are spider-man universe they are related and by the time spider-man comes out this new venom film it'll still be showing and maybe they'll be hoping that it gets lifted at the tail end and they get some more tickets out of it yeah maybe it's just it's just weird you know what like I mean, we've got a review coming up, but went to the cinema to watch Shang-Chi and it was a weird feeling walking down the foyer and still seeing posters for Black Widow saying, you know, now showing. It's just like, oh yeah, that just came out. Like, it, so I don't know. It's going to be weird being like, oh, Venom's out. And then like two weeks later. Hey, I mean, it's, never, cool. it's never happened before where like within half a year, four MCU movies on the big screen and then yeah. chucking in an extra Sony Marvel film. It is a lot, but without delaying them until next year, it was the only way of doing it. But you're right, it is weird. Ordinarily, you wouldn't see an MCU poster up for a previous film that is still showing what's going to see a brand new one. Mm. It's weird. It's weird. Um, Look, we've got some some Matrix 4 news. Warner Brothers has officially announced the title for the fourth film, The Matrix Resurrections. You know, when this movie first got announced, people were speculating online, The Matrix Resurrections. They were right, because here we are. <laughs> I reckon sometimes these... You know, like when they're when they're coming up with a title for a movie, they just wait. They just wait for suggestions and go, actually, that works well. Cool. And like the marketing team pat themselves on the back and say, Yeah, job well done. Well, I guess the assumption was that they wanted re in the title, reloaded. 
Was it Revelations? Was that the third one? It was Revelations. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there is a trend of, of Ray. I think oh, that I helped. realize that. That helped yeah. narrow it down for fan speculation. But I, I recently went back and watched The Matrix, a film that I love and I've seen many, many times, but it had been a while since I'd seen it. With the intent on rewatching two and three, I will, but I just can't bring myself to do it. But I will do it. I just had like such a bad one, time with those right, movies. The, the, the second one has, you know, a lot of the, the showy, action-y stuff, even though the CGI isn't that great. But, you know, there, there's fun stuff to be had. But, yes. uh, yeah, that third one. The third one's a hard watch. Because I always felt like that end scene where Neo hangs up the phone and flies off, it felt like the second one, for the most part, lived up to a lot of the promise of that first film. Because Matrix mm. came out in 99. We weren't getting a lot of superheroes. The year before, we'd got Blade. So having someone fly the way he was, and then that sequel and a character makes reference to Neo doing his Superman thing as he's flying through the air. At the oh, time, you it get was giddy. great. Yeah, yeah so Reloaded is a lot of fun from memory. But then the third one, anyway. Yay, we're getting a fourth one. <laughs> But this resurrection, so it's like you know, you know, it's a it's a fun little planet. It's it's like okay, the the franchises, the film series is being resurrected. I'm I'm sure there's some characters that will be resurrected. Think about where things left off, but yeah, that works better than the Matrix rebooted. I guess that's true. That is true. The Old Guard 2 is in the works at Netflix. Victoria Mahoney will helm the sequel with the main cast set to return. I'm still not interested. I, I like after that first I liked one. That first people, movie. I know people did, and you're included. People did like it. So yeah, good, good for them. And um, I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm I just I can, I feel like I'm I'm in a I'm in a dark place with Netflix at the moment. I just feel like I'm sick of their shit <laughs> you know, when it comes to their movies. <laughs> even the even the ones that people, even the movies people praise, but I'm still like, no, it wasn't good. Well, I, thought, I, I mean, I don't. We don't need to spend too long on Netflix. But do you have any examples <laughs> of like something that people do praise and you went to, King? Other than the old guard, did people like that? What was that um, Chris Hemsworth movie? Did they like that one? Extraction. Yeah, did people like that? Yeah, I'd say they did. It's getting a sequel. Oh uh, yeah, something like that. Did people like one? Was it one underground or six underground or something? Six, I think. Yeah, those numbers. Yeah, that fell a bit flat. I did, we did. We did a review of that. Uh, I can't remember. I just remember the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well this this was one. Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Army of Thieves. That's oh. another example. Netflix. <laughs> People liked it, I guess. You liked it. Oh, it's like, not, what it, is this? Well, Army of the Dead. This is Army the of the one. Dead. Yeah. Right, right. But Army of the Thieves, which is, is of course, the upcoming prequel, um, starring and directed by uh, Matthias Sweighoffer, is coming to Netflix on October 29. Now, I've said already, I'm like, you know how I felt about Army of the Dead? It's confusing yeah. because that was oh. Army of the Dead. This one is Army of Thieves. They've dropped the, the but that's okay. Yeah. 
That's what I was questioning. Anyway, and look. The, and the main character, who's also the writer and director of this film, is Dieter, the safecracker from yeah. Army of the Dead. The only thing, there were elements of that that first movie that I, I did like. I can't, yeah, we've done it, we've done it. We have. <laughs> what would drag, What again, I, I just bring up, what would bring me to this one would be like, hey, more of the heisty stuff. And then just to see, what are they actually doing with like the world building of, of this? Because there were a lot of hints at some other shenanigans sort of going on. Oh, do you mean the cyborgs, time. the aliens? Yeah, that movie yeah, had man. a lot going on. There was there was things happening, but I guess the news here is is the release date, which is October twenty nine, which is actually fairly soon. So there you go. That's another review for November. Pencil it in. I feel like yeah, October November is now suddenly getting very busy again. <laughs> That's why I've never I've never got any concerns for content because there's the things we know about, and then there's the surprises. We're never going yeah. to be short on yeah. content. At <laughs> <laughs> worst case, we just review like something like Downton Abbey 2 or something. I'd need I to see the show and the first movie. It's too much work. <laughs> too much effort. Too much uh, homework. The Expendables 4 is moving forward with new cast members 50 Cent, Tony Jaa and Megan Fox along with returning stars Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and more. It's finally happening, a fourth instalment. You're probably the more excitable one than me. Very. So we are excited. Oh, I'm very, uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel as though we got promised something with that first movie. didn't quite deliver, although I really enjoyed it. They fully delivered on what this series could be with that second film. And then what a huge misstep with the third film where the older guys took a back seat to the new cast, the new younger cast, which defeated the purpose of the franchise in the first place. So the fact they're going to come back, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. But, you know, as well as this film, though, we're still getting the Jason Statham spin-off a christmas story <laughs> which is focusing yeah. on his character lee christmas that's this that's this is i don't it a christmas know movie? it is a christmas movie is it i mean it or sounds it like just... a christmas movie but it's the name of the the character but that's said to be in production already right because at one be time they December. were <laughs> could be at one time they were I mean yeah pop up on Netflix or Prime but they were talking about they were referring to this spin-off as Expendables Four but no oh, right they're making an actual fourth movie so including the spin-off we're looking at five Expendables movie I think they finally decided to go against the Expendables which was always a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> Just casting people like Sigourney Weaver, Linda Hamilton. <laughs> that would have been a mistake. I feel like, is that the end of that list? Like, I mean, they're the, they're the go-to badass, awesome, like, women of action, you know, like, from 80s, 90s and stuff. I'd go Lena, is it Lena Headey or Lena Headey from Game of Thrones? She was Mama in Dread. You'd have to put oh, her right, in okay. there. Oh, you'd yeah. have to go to Michelle Yao, of course. Yeah. She'd be in there. Oh, Charlize Theron. 
There you go. Bush. Is so she no. already in? She already in the Expendables anywhere? No, but she's busy know. making fast movies and <laughs> old guard movies. She's busy. Oh, yeah, no, that, that list does go. But Michelle Yao definitely would be in there. Be a crime if she wasn't. Mate, you've um, you've watched The Rocketeer, haven't you? Many times. You even did an episode of Sounds Like Comics talking about Rocketeer. That's right. Yeah. The movie did. is excellent. Directed by Joe Johnston, who years later went on to direct Captain America, the first Avenger. He's done other stuff. He has. Jumanji. From, yeah, Jumanji, Jurassic Park 3. But there is a through line from Rocketeer, what that movie was and not appreciated at the time. It should have been bigger than it was. And then years later, he did Captain America. There's definitely a through line from one to the other. Oh, I see what you're doing, like the superhero connection. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. I see. Yep. I see that now. Both cool. Cool. Pieces anyway. as well, but thanks for that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you did well. Well, that was, yes, no, you did well. Your brain is is switched on. Um, look, the return of the Rocketeer is in the works at Disney Plus with David a yellow set to produce and possibly start, possibly start the return of the Rocketeer. Is it too little too late? Is it no, is it better than all. nothing? Not at all. My four year old is a big fan of the Rocketeer, not of the movie directed by Joe Johnston, but of the Disney Channel animated series. Or Disney Junior animated series. It's on is Disney this an Plus. Old series nope. or is no, it? It came out a couple of years it? ago. She's watched the whole season and it's like 20 plus episodes and she loves it. And she wants to watch the live action movie. She's too young, she wouldn't appreciate it. But when she's older, <laughs> she can watch it. But she's she's into it. I mean, the show, it's a young girl. She finds Rogerty's old jetpack and she's got pink in her costume and goes off on adventures. It's a lot of fun. She likes it. So there is still Rocketeer content. And this is a movie that will be Disney Plus. So there you go. This is the film that will find an audience. Yeah. Well, this, um, this new movie will follow a retired um, Tuskegee Airman who takes up the mantle of the Rocketeer. Would you think, what would your guess be? Because obviously, you know, the first movie, period piece. Would we go back to that same period? Would we jump forward in time, in real time, but I guess still, it would still be a period piece just a little bit later, if that makes sense? I think when it, was that first yeah. movie set? Like, oh, I think maybe like the 40s? 30s, 40s. I mean, maybe it won't be as far back as that, but I think they'll still make it a period piece. I mean... The cartoon I was talking about, that is like present day. Mm. But I think if they're looking at following on and have it follow that first movie, I think they'd make it a period piece again. Yeah, otherwise it would just be like Iron Man. And, and that's <laughs> it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and the, you know, the, the helmet, the jetpack, it, it still needs to look the way that it looked, but be impressive. If it was modern day... It's not Iron Man. Whereas if you had it set in the past, it'll work a lot better. Yeah, it just looks like a toaster. It's a great design, though. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for more Rocketeer. 
Casting has begun on Barry Jenkins' The Lion King prequel movie. Aaron Pierre will voice young Mufasa and Kelvin Harrison Jr. will voice young Taka, a.k.a. Scar, in the film. Blowing my mind that he has a name before he gets his Scar. Amazing. Have we talked about this Lion King prequel before or has my brain just ejected it i think we may have mentioned like it first got announced a long time ago and i mean yes it had to have had a name before scar otherwise (laughs) it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it how cruel he was born with a scar that was the whole thing though wasn't it mufasa did it but anyway we're getting we're getting young lions in this prequel so is this again i apologize for the follow-up question is this like a prequel to like John Favreau's live action? Yep, that's what thing, it is. Yeah, and they're still moving forward with a sequel to that as well. That's lots of questions. I'm not sure about the sequel. Want, I and think, I want all the answers. Give I think they're going to maybe see how the prequel goes first. But but yeah, but they've cast the two leads for for the prequel, and I'm assuming Favreau will be a producer, but clearly not back to direct. A Jungle Cruise sequel is confirmed to be in development just as the newest Disneyland ride turned movie crosses $100 million at the box office, which I suppose in normal times would be horrendous. I mean, all right. Probably could have been better if not for the Premier Access Disney Plus stuff, but that's not what we're here to talk about anyway. But that's the thing though, isn't it? Like that's the box office and then there's, you know, Whatever they're getting from streaming, premier access, and all those things. But it just seems like more than any other studio, Disney are doing really well at the moment, which, you know, it's nothing new really. But looking at having movies that are crossing 100 million at the box office this year is is pretty good. I heard um, a thing with, uh, you know, with the the shift to, to put it out on Disney Plus, um, you know, like uh, at the same time as its theatrical run. Uh, apparently, obviously, like they, they spoke to, you know, Dwayne Johnson about all of that, the changes to his contract and things, you know, maybe they could have done that with another actor and things might be a little bit better for him. But anyway, I've got to stop going on these weird tangents. Um, but apparently there was something in the, in the change and update to his contract which um, basically guaranteed him a sequel and that the Ooh. sequel would be, um, you know, theatrical and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think, I think again, I'm not sure how legitimate this is, but it's something along the lines of, hey, Dwayne Johnson, we're, we're putting this movie out on streaming at the same time as its theatrical run. Um, as compensation, we're going to guarantee you a sequel, a franchise essentially from this. And we will return to the um, theatrical um, exhibition with it. And the rock's like, yes. Wow, that's yes. interesting. I've not could heard be that. true. Could be completely bullshit. <laughs> but, um, it sounds I mean, like something. Yeah, they could. There's no reason why that conversation wouldn't have. Been could be true. Up. Could be false. I'll, I'll <laughs> leave it in anyway. See what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we enjoyed that first movie enough. You know, 
we don't get many movies like that nowadays. You know, the old-fashioned adventure movie. And yeah, you know, I, I like the idea of seeing more. Yeah, why not? And they should just call it a Jungle Cruise sequel. Why not? Just why not? <laughs> why, why not? not? Something different. Hey, speaking of sequels, a sequel to Vacation Friends is in the works at Hulu and will be titled Honeymoon Friends with Clay Tarver writing and Todd Garner as producer. The main cast will return. The new comedy was the biggest three-day weekend ever for an original film on Hulu. Of course, that is in the US. Here in Australia, we've got it on Star. This was a quick turnaround. But we just did a review. For it. <laughs> no, oh my God. But hearing <laughs> that it was a hit, and yeah, it's an R-rated movie. So they didn't have to worry about losing part of their audience who would be too young to watch this film. I liked that first film. And you hear the, the title for the sequel. Makes sense. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they decide to make a trilogy, Baby Moon Friends, who knows? Oh, Baby Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one last, hurrah before, one last hurrah before the... I um, mean, the meet the parents, meet the fuckers, meet the little fuckers. They can, they can do... Called, it's just called Little Fuckers, but I see... Yep, I know. Like, oh, that's I true. What you mean. That's true, yeah. yeah. Either way, they, they could go from vacation. They to really should have called that movie. Me. They really should have called that Meet the Little Fuckers. Until you just said that, I was thinking it was. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Wow, they stuffed that up. But you know yeah, what? Anyway. I had fun seeing John Cena in an R-rated comedy, and he's coming back as Ron for a sequel. And, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, well, this wasn't Netflix. This was Disney Plus. So I'm happy to say to see. It sounds like I'm sort of some sort of Disney, like bow down doors. But um, I mean, it is. This was a sound as like you're on the payroll. To be honest, if, the, if Netflix start producing better quality original movies, I'm I'll I'll tell them. I'll be like, I'll admit it. I'll be like, yeah, this is good. But uh, anyway, this was pretty decent, and I had a good time both watching it and then talking about it, that, hell, yeah, I'll watch another one. And if you make me, I'll talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, because I I will. (laughs) Once it comes out in, like, 2024 or something, then, I don't know, we'll have to see what we're doing. (laughs) We might have to come back and do a one-off special. Who knows? (laughs) Just a (laughs) one-off. We haven't talked to each other in two years. (laughs) Honeymoon vacation, let's do it. <laughs> it would take something special like another honeymoon vacation or vacation. John Cena will bring us together. Always. Okay, so that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. Brandon Routh, uh, Davisha Leslie, Kat McNamara, and several more Arrowverse actors are slated to appear in the Flash five-part event Armageddon. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the like the season return five episode kind of thing. Like this is yeah, this is yes, the, the the final season of the Flash. Yeah. We've talked about it previously. How they were going to do some smaller crossovers, not quite on the scale of Crisis and Infinite Earths, 
but we didn't have a title until now and we didn't know which Arrowverse characters would be returning. So that's pretty cool. So although we're not going to get Stephen Amell as Green Arrow, we're getting his daughter. So that is pretty cool. Brandon Ralph back as Atom. Should be fun. But then there's some weird additions as well, like um, Supergirl's sister. She's going to be in it. So that's cool, I guess. Oh, the actress. The actress that used to be on Grey's Anatomy, you know. Something Lee begins with a C. Kyla. That's the one. You pronounce it. Yeah, or Kyla. Kyla Lee. Yeah. So in the story, several more. She's one of the several more. She's also in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, same universe. It can be there. They can't do what they could do before and like have so many different shows crossing over. They just can't. Like, you know, they, sh- they shoot this show or these shows in Canada and COVID safety. They just can't risk all the shows. Yeah, so, yeah I guess if there, is, if there is one sort of little outbreak somewhere on one part of the production, it could affect all the shows involved. I guess that's not a good thing. I guess the biggest thing to come out of this is the fact that we're going to get to see Brian Wilde and Batwoman interacting with other heroes of the Arrowverse for the first time, really. There was an episode of season two that guest starred John Diggle, David Ramsey was in there. I don't think they interacted. So this could be the first time that she interacts with Arrowverse. <laughs> he was in the characters. episode, he didn't even interact with Batwoman. No, well, he was with Luke Fox, who was on his own journey to become Batwing. It was a whole other thing. Right. Actually, speaking of Batwoman, Bridget Regan, who played Rose on Jane the Virgin for five seasons, will play Pamela Isley Poison Ivy in Batwoman season three. And we got a tease of Poison Ivy in the finale of season two. My key takeaway from this is that they've got the Poison Ivy character and they've, they've named her Pamela Isley. That excites me. Just getting all those flashbacks to that Gotham series with that little girl, Ivy Pepper. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, Pamela Isley is her name, but yes, Ivy Pepper yeah. <laughs> was a weird choice. <laughs> it's the simple, obvious way. Anyway, that's my takeaway. That's all, that's, that's all I've got to say. I'll move on. I'll move on. That, that's all you've got? That's, that's, oh, Cartoon Network announced a new um, Acme Night programming block for Sunday nights. Uh, this will show family-friendly movies and previously announced titles like Batman, Cape Crusader, Aquaman, King of Atlantis, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, and Unicorn Warriors Eternal. This is Acme Night. Honestly, the last one sounds as though you just made it up. But that all sounds... It started. I just put <laughs> words together. I just started putting words together. Unicorn, Warriors, Eternal. Yes. Additionally, new animated movies, Merry Little Batman. Did I do that to the holidays? A Steve Urkel story and an untitled Looney Tunes movie have been greenlit for Acme Night. Uh this Acme Night programming will land on HBO Max in 2022. 
Of course, that's all in the US. So I don't know if here in Australia we'll get it on our Carter network or we'd have to wait for somewhere like Binge to have it made available. That seems where we get all our Looney Tunes stuff. So yeah, maybe, maybe. It's a, it's a safe bet. But so out of all that, that was a lot of information. But if we're looking at the new, I mean, for one, I think it's the first time we've ever said Steve Urkel on the podcast, maybe the last, but that's a thing that happened. Well, he must have come up at some point. Sure. I doubt it. No, come on. Really? Anyway, <laughs> the, big, the big news story, and I know this is TV news, but amongst all this, a Batman movie that's also a Christmas movie, Merry Little Batman. And I looked into this further, and honestly, it sounds like Batman meets Home Alone. Instead of Kevin McAllister, you've got a six-year-old Damian Wayne finds himself alone in Wayne Manor. He must transform into a little Batman in order to defend his home and Gotham City from crooks. That's the movie. I mean, that's... Home Alone. I mean, that is, that, that's Home Alone. <laughs> Did I do that to the holidays? A Steve Urkel story. Oh, we're doing that again. We're going back to Steve Urkel. <laughs> no, well, that's... Oh, is that not the... Oh, sorry, I thought that was the same title of the... Of the oh, no, no, no. I went back to maybe Little Batman. Oh. Steve Urkel's got nothing to do with Batman. Okay, I think you've we've just, well, and you've just truly, <laughs> well and truly butchered that story. So I'm just going well, to sidestep Batman, the Christmas, story. Home Alone, and Steve Urkel. No, Somehow, no, 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 like, no, he was... I, don't I should know. have never... I should have never drawn attention to Steve Urkel. That's my fault. More paragraphs. You just need to break up more paragraphs. And you know. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You do well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So that's a Christmas special we're getting. But before that, unless it's next year, we're getting Werewolf by Night which will be on Disney+. Plus. This is a Marvel special, and it's a Halloween special. And Werewolf by Night, I believe it's J. Jonah Jameson's son. I'm pretty sure he was the werewolf. But it's been such a long time since I'd read that, but we're said to be getting a Halloween special, Werewolf by Night, on Disney+. Plus. Cool. I, I, I don't know, I can't. I can't fake excitement. I like, <laughs> it when the, I like it when a streamer like Disney Plus, they're taking like a known character or property or maybe a little bit obscure in this case yeah. and giving it a holiday theme special. Okay. Let's wait for a trailer. We'll talk about it in trailer talk. Maybe <laughs> we'll talk about more, it. More I need to see something. Obviously, I need, they need to sell it to me. This thing that's going to arrive for free in this thing I'm already paying for. As just more content, they need to sell it to me somehow. But what if, what if season two will have an episode based on the Black Widow film? So I guess the, uh, the next, the second season of what if they're going to, I guess, base a few episodes on, I guess, more of the, dare I say, the modern, the modern films. That's a weird thing to say but yeah the, the newer films the most recent ones sure yeah but i doubt it's that's the only approach but yeah that sounds yeah sounds interesting you know doing something as current as that like i know for season one they're going to do age of ultron 
that's an upcoming episode. That should be fun. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. I just say, yeah, something so current, getting an alternative take on it. Annie Wershing from Bosch will be joining the cast of Picard season two as the Borg Queen. Good news for me. Love yes. Star Trek First Contact. Always liked and at the same time being freaked out by the Borg ever since Next Gen. So yeah, she's coming to Picard. And I'm honestly just, even without the Borg Queen, I'm so interested to see what season two of that show is going to be. When is this second season set to... to Release date? 2022 January of that year. Oh, yeah, that's that's not far away. So it's going to be two years between seasons, which we talked about before on the podcast. Patrick Stewart, got to love him. But January, January 2022, that's only a couple months. Far, not far at all. Yeah, but yes, if you look at it like that, but again, two years between seasons. And I'm just limited, living in the present, man. Just living in the a present. A limited season as well. <laughs> I'd have thought, because keep in mind, I was going to say Picard then, Stuart has signed on for three seasons. I'd have thought they just wanted to get them made. <laughs> let's get, Wait, let's just, get these just in case. Well, not just in case. Just that he's, you know, he, again, he's he's getting old. Yeah, but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Ball Queen season two of Picard. Bring it on, Cobra Kai. I know you're a fan. You know I am as well. Came late to it, but uh, holy shit, hooked me. Eagerly awaiting the fourth season. Should be exciting, but. Um, it has been renewed. Cobra Kai has been renewed for a fifth season. Yeah, as you say, and ahead of the fourth season. Cobra Kai, Dave release, YouTube Red. That's when I watched it. I've been there from the beginning. You have. Loved you have. The Karate Kid. And I ended up watching season one and two twice because my wife came to it late. And let's rewatch the whole thing again with her ahead of season three. And Still holds up, second viewing. It's a great show. I can see why Netflix are going to renew it so early. And it's a massive hit for them. Like Again, started off as a YouTube show, and now it's a Netflix original, and it's they get big numbers from the show. I'm happy that we're getting more. Yeah. You know, that was, I think that was my issue with it initially when it came out. It was this, it was this show on YouTube like it was this scripted show on YouTube. In my mind, I was like, that's that cannot be of any sort of quality. <laughs> so, but yeah, obviously, you know, silly me. It's it's a great show. So in my I was thinking the fourth season where it's sort of at, I I feel like it seemed like the nice kind of time to call it quits. And especially with Netflix, it kind of seems like their trend, if not the third season, the fourth season. But again, wrap, you know, up. something like this that always finds an audience year to year, the numbers go up. It's a huge hit for them. So you yeah. can see why. So whether it's no Stranger brand. Things, Cobra Kai, they're going to keep making these for as long as people want to see them. So there you go. Maybe Netflix should just stick to TV. Hey, I you like their TV I shows. like Netflix TV. I'll admit it. I would like to like their movies. But... <laughs> okay, okay. We'll give them a chance. 
Netflix will bring back the TV series Manifest for a 20-episode fourth and final season, which will bring the story of the passengers of Flight 828 to its conclusion. I've got to be honest, I tapped out early. I did a handful of episodes, and they probably refer to the flight as 828. That makes more sense <laughs> instead of how, I mean, how I read it out. Bye. My wife oh. stuck with this, and, and she was enjoying it. Um, now she knows it's going to have an actual conclusion and not just be yet another show that has no ending. I think she's going to catch up. you think this would be right up my alley, right? Number one, you know, like things like mystery television with, like, no answers for a long time, but hopefully a, a decent player. There's an airplane oh, there's a plane. <laughs> there's a plane, you know, lost. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I gave this three episodes and I was like, wow, this is a steaming pile of garbage. And I yep. was gone. I was gone. But, uh, you know, it has its fans. It has, it has its audience. And apparently, like, you know, they've been playing the show on Netflix and it's been a big hit, um, you know, in the, in the United States or wherever else across the, the planet that it's airing on Netflix. I think, yeah, like for Netflix to do another, just a one final season, or was it two seasons? Or was it fourth and final? So one final yeah. season. Productions, you know, every, there's no pre-production. It's all something kind of ready to go on the cheap. They've, they've got a built-in audience. They've got uh, an audience watching this show who will, you know, sign up, new subscriptions just to watch this final season. And then It's a cheap investment. It I is, do not blame is. them for doing it. And they've done People it. Who, they've done it before. Like they did it with yeah. Lucifer. Yeah. Or well, what was that show with the um, designated survivor? Is that what it's called? No, that was theirs. That was. Oh no, that was CBS, wasn't, wasn't no, it? No, that was a that was a saved. Yeah, they saved that, didn't they? Did they? I'm pretty sure I watched that as a Netflix original. You know what? I get your point. Yes. Manifest. What they do when it's they save back. it and they're like, "Hey, we're doing a new season." They rebrand the whole. Thing. Of course. Because a Netflix original. Of course. And they claim Every, it. But everybody, everybody does that. Mm. Like, for ex- let's use the movie Palm Springs as an example. A Hulu original movie in the US. Everywhere else in the world, including here in Australia, Amazon Prime original. <laughs> if people buy it, they put the logo on it. Just a thing that happens. Just a thing. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot has found its lead. Uh, Jabari Banks is taking on the role played by Will Smith. I love how his surname is Banks. I feel like there's <laughs> there's a joke there, but I'm, I'm too tired to come up with it. But it speaks so for this, itself. This is the show that is not a sitcom. It is a drama. and was first mm. inspired by, was it a music video? What did they put out? But there was something no, there where... Was, Someone or like a group of people, they made this like sort of faux trailer, you know, like um, basically taking like a dramatic twist on the on the premise of the Fresh Prince. That's right. They put it out, and apparently we have Will Smith saw it or, or his people, someone involved, you know, and they were like, yeah, we could actually do something creative with this, and yeah, then this was born. But Will Smith is heavily involved in this show and the production yeah, and you know, coming together, and that. I think without that, I would be like not interested. But I'm, I'm interested in seeing a different twist. I'm, yeah. I'm interested, but it's it's we know it's not going to be that thing. 
So I'm interested from the perspective. I'm interested from the perspective of being a fan of that show. This yeah. is purposely not going to be that show. I, but I I'm feel gonna, like if I'll check it if out. If they were to continue, like uh, in universe, continue the story in some weird, bizarre way, I'd be like, no, it needs to be of that same tone and feel the sitcom universe. But I think if they're retelling the story, I wouldn't, I kind of don't want them to do the sitcom again because I feel like it wouldn't be the same. So they might as well just embrace the fact that, hey, let's not make it the same. Let's just do something completely different. I mean, that show, Will Smith, as Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bella, lightning in a bottle. Like they had something yeah, special sure. with him and the cast around him. So, yes, the same approach. They were never going to get it again. And, and yes, they'll still have doing... that. That'll still be there and you can... And yeah. Worst but... case, if this, if, if this is pretty average, at least it'll bring people back to that original show and more people can hey, enjoy I, and love it. I'm here for it. I'm going to give it a shot. But it's, you know, Will, that show was Will Smith. Apparently but... this kid, this, this Jabari Banks, it's his first, like, real role you know of of any sort of big scale did you see the video online of him finding out he'd got the part i watched a few minutes of it you know will smith yeah, sort I watched of, it. yeah. so he, you know, like he told him they were zooming or somewhere. teams in or yeah. whatever they were doing yeah that's how they did it and you know <laughs> and banks were telling a story like when this show has first been talked about like way back when and his dad said to him you know you should you should do that and this kid's out saying to his dad, that's not how it works. Like, I gotta go go and audition. And yeah, it was a good moment between, you know, Will Just Smith do it, kid. And, what are you doing? Just do it. All right. And, and the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But yeah, I'll, mm. like you, I'll be checking it out. And yeah, very different. <laughs> the, fresher, to, the fresher Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> I mean, do they have an opening song? Most shows don't have an opening title sequence anymore. Oh, it'll You'd just be. Just a title card. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. It'd be so dramatic, just <laughs> fresh. <laughs> ah, well, okay then. Well, that is TV news, and now onto the recommend section. Do I go first? Is that how this works? Oh yeah, the, the host always goes second. All right, cool. It's been many years. <laughs> it's been a, it's been, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing something a little bit different. A little bit different here. I'm done. I haven't done an old thing in a while. Look, Paramount Plus launched, and you know, we did we did the seven day trial, and uh, let's just say I wasn't going to keep it, but somehow I've I, I won't tell you how because you know I can't share it. It's a thing. You know, within the family, it's fine. It's all good. It's, it's all good. I'm admitting oh, it. Okay. Come yeah. arrest me. No. Arrest no. me, Paramount. What are you going to do? No. No follow up questions. <laughs> either way somehow i'm paying for an account and watching it so i guess yeah we've got paramount plus now it's it's a thing um look I've, because of this you know there's some new stuff on here and you might think hey jace is going to recommend the new rugrats which i'll be honest actually pretty good kind of like it i'm into okay. it i mean i'm not talking about that i'm not talking okay. about the new weird spongebob show Mate, no, I'm, not, I'm gonna have to stop you there. You, you're not allowed to turn this section into a Paramount <laughs> Plus promo. You can't just I'm not reeling off all the things you're not gonna recommend. I'm just building into what I'm doing there. For some reason, I've just found myself revisiting Rocco's Modern Life. And in my mind, it's always been like I, I 
like I enjoyed that show. I liked that show. I have fond memories of it. But you know, I'm watching it now, and it's like it's like it's brand new to me, and it's filthy, and it's it's, it's so I mean, adult orientated. It's nineties Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's to be expected. I mean, <laughs> but it's like I don't know. It's not like it's not like Rugrats. It's not like um, Hey Arnold, Angry Beavers. You know, like they were all still very. I mean, Catdog had its moments, but I mean, they were all still very re- within the realm of, hey, this is a kid's show and we're, you know, we're not, you know, they could go into different areas and thematics of, of, of stuff, but it was all very, still very tame and, and all that. Rocker's model, even the titles of episodes, I'm like, wow, it was a different time. And damn, it was a better time. And yeah, there's just from, even from episode one, I'm just like, wow, the stuff that they're they're saying and doing and getting away with, how, I love it. it. It's it's fantastic. But yeah, I just I've gone back to the show, and if you know, especially for the kids these days, if they haven't, if they have no idea what this show is, it's about Rocco, a wallaby. Um, he's moved from his native Australian, I guess, home um, to the United States to you know what they call the real world in the opening credits. Um, you know, you've, you've got a lot of like production wise, a lot of familiar names and faces from other Nickelodeon things of that time. And like from like SpongeBob and all of that. So you kind of know what you're getting in terms of like a Nickelodeon show, but then at the same time, you don't, you've got his, you've got his friend Heifer, you've got his dog Spunky, the, the, what are they called? The big heads next door. You've got Filbert, that weird turtle guy. You've got the there's this woman, this crazy woman, and he Rocco always ends up like in a butt crack. And how dare you? Oh, it's man, <laughs> this show is fantastic. So yeah, I'm a little bit hooked on that at the moment. So I figured, why not recommend something old? Because it could be something new for you. Rocco's you one life. Yeah. Never liked it. Oh, that's okay. That's never. Okay. I used to watch it because it was on, yeah. but never liked it. Years later, and this would have been a couple of years ago, I think it was on Netflix, they made a 45-minute movie. Did you it see did. that? Yes, I did. Rocco's Modern Life Static. Not a bad, not a bad Netflix movie. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that one's only 45 <laughs> minutes long. It's more like a double episode. But yeah, yeah Rocco's... I get everything that you're saying, and I used to see it when when I was a kid. But it's good that you can revisit those shows. Okay, good. I mean, um, <laughs> for a Paramount Plus sort of appeal, it's like, hey, you want these Nickelodeon shows? Like they're there for you. The wife made me sit down and watch the Amanda show for the first time, which I'd never seen before, and I was like, okay, this is weird no, no. <laughs> that we're watching this as grown the, adults. But the Amanda show, I don't, yeah, I don't know that one. Amanda Bynes. I've no. heard of it, and then and now I've, I've watched a few episodes. Yeah. Not sure. Well, actually, a question for you. There's like Drake Bell in it. I don't know. Yeah. It's like is a the, sketch show. Is the Nickelodeon documentary on there, The Orange Years? It came out in the US last year. Let me find year. out for you. Let me find out for well, you. Here in Australia, I think we're still waiting on a release date, and it was about Nickelodeon in the 90s, which is when, when I watched it. I was pretty interested in that. So that didn't come out on anything 
It's yeah, not coming we're, up. I think we're still waiting for it. It's available on Apple Movies in the US, so they've got it. But we're just waiting. Anyway, that's your recommend. Take it on board. I recommend... I'm recommending a podcast. The name of the podcast is Geek History Lesson. Hosts Jason Inman and Ashley Victoria Robinson break down the history of film, TV, and comic book characters. On occasion, and the latest example is Shang-Chi. I'd seen the movie. I've read some comics with him in over the years, but I didn't know too much about his comic book origin. You can go to their podcast, and they've been doing this for many years now, and they'll dedicate like a whole hour, and they go through everything to do with the character. First appearance, uh, recommended readings, history of the character, and all of that. So I found it very educational and fun to listen to, but I purposely was listening to it ahead of our Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings podcast. And I thought, you know what? Let me give these guys a shout out because on occasion I go to them just for a bit of additional information. So there you go. If you've not checked it out already, Geek History Lesson. And it's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so as always, we like to close out on some trivia. And I've mentioned this movie before already, and I've got to be honest, it was intentional. I've got some trivia for the movie, <laughs> Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Did you, you literally just like, you, you brought the movie up just so you could I talk brought trivia. it up at the top mm. of the podcast, and here we are in closing. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm how you professional. are. Professional, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> The unrated DVD contains a fake commentary where Ben Stiller and two main actors do nothing but fight, as well as claim to hate each other, before storming out 40 minutes in. The commentary is then replaced with the commentary for There's Something About Mary. The real commentary (laughs) is on the DVD as an Easter egg. You have to search for it. Oh, so to access it, you've got you can't just change the like the um, no. You need to search for language. It. I don't have that information <laughs> where it is. Is it? Is it? I know you. Uh, yeah, we both agree. No follow-up questions ever. Um, is it on the Region Four DVD? So, like the what we have, the Australian copies. If it's the it if it's the unrated version, I'd need to. Ch- I've got a Region Two one in the UK. I'd need to check which mm-hmm. version I have. I might have. Unrated, actually. I unfortunately do not have. I was just going to say, don't do it now. Don't do it. Now. <laughs> don't go and do it now. No, no, I'm just looking, look, looking at my, looking at my shelf. I'm like, okay. oh, I don't have dodgeball. Who would have thought? I've got it, but you know, that's pretty fun. That is pretty fun. Yeah. Thank you, Director Red Notice, for the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Candyman and Vacation Friends.
And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.